0: A crossroads, it's time to go to the Word of the Lord. And I want you to look in Luke 5 with me. It's going to be verses 1 to 11. Luke 5, verses 1 to 11. And the Word of the Lord says, One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesareth the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put it out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners into the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We're moving on to a new sermon series. We were talking about the names of God. And now we're going to a, name, uh, to, to a sermon series that we've named, The Life I Choose. Now, that's a pretty interesting name for a series, but I think where we want to get at the point of that is that discipleship is a choice my brothers and sisters you see we believe that salvation is all of God's prerogative right God is the one who sets things into place God is the one who acts into salvation God is the only one who can save and yet discipleship is the choice of every person whether or not to be a disciple of Jesus Christ And it's the first choice that we make on this spiritual journey. It's the same one that Peter is faced with here in this story. And that is, what do I do with Jesus? How do I respond to Jesus? Jesus is standing right here in front of me. I have seen something miraculous. I have seen something at work. I have heard him speak. I believe this is a man of God. But what do I do now? What is my response? Because a response is required to Jesus from you. When I was young, or younger, and I would go to church with my mother after she would ask me, and 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 ask me. And I'll keep going, but you get the point, right? Like, she'd ask me a lot to go to church with her. She, she, of course, she became a Christian way before me and she would always ask me, come to church with me, come to church with me, come to church, come to church with me. And and every so often I would say, yes, I'll go to church with you. And I remember that at the end of every service there was always this call, right? For people to come and to, uh, accept Jesus, right? For people to come and receive Jesus as their savior, for people to come and, uh, and, and just come forward, um, to know Jesus. And every time that I would hear that, every time that we would get to that place, I would always be both kind of really happy about it because I know that the service was going to be done. Um, And also, I would think, like, this is so dumb. You know, what's the point? Why do people call to follow Jesus? I don't need Jesus. I don't want Jesus. I have nothing to do with Jesus. I, I wish we could just skip this part and I could leave. I mean, honest to goodness that was my thought process that was my reaction of course i wasn't a christian yet i did however respond to jesus at that moment every time that that happened i was responding to jesus with a no no i don't want to follow him. and yet we see here that peter has seen jesus has experienced jesus and peter believes right he believes wow This guy, this man, this Jesus is a man of God. I need, I need to see where this is going to go. I need to see what's going to happen. And so, and so Peter responds with a yes. Yes, Jesus, I will go with you. But you see, it's not just about the response, right? I I remember that this week I put out a, a Facebook post that said, if Jesus asked you to, would you follow? And, you know, I've got all kinds of answers. They were all affirmative. They all said, yes, of course, Jesus. Where do I go? Jesus point the way Jesus. Here we go. Jesus, I am following you. And yeah, I, I do get it. I think people feel like if Jesus was in front of them, that they would, of course, they would follow Jesus. I mean, we'd have to be done. And yet as disciples, as people who want to follow Jesus, We have to make that decision every single day. You see, the decision to follow Jesus is not just a one-time decision. It's a decision that you have to make every day that you wake up. Whether or not that you're going to choose Jesus' path. If you're going to choose to deny yourself. If you're going to choose to increase Jesus so that you might decrease. These are the decisions that you make every single day. Because every day you have to choose to be a disciple of Christ. But you know what? The response to Jesus also has to come. If you decide to respond to Jesus with a yes, it also must be accompanied with something else. And that thing that you need to accompany your response to Jesus with a yes is obedience. I know a lot of people who say they believe Jesus, but they don't obey Jesus. I know a lot of people who say, I want to follow Jesus. And then when the rubber meets the road and they have to make a decision that either has to have Christ come first or other allegiances come first. Many of them choose other allegiances over Christ's allegiance, not pointing any fingers just saying it's a fact it happens I see it I see it with my own eyes because it's hard to obey when Jesus says love thy neighbor when Jesus says forgive when Jesus says bless those who hate you that's when the rubber meets the road that's The decisions that we have to make. Do we bless those who persecute us? I hear say that the United States and the world is under persecution right now. And yet Jesus says, bless those who persecute you, bless those who hate you. Are we doing that as believers, as followers of Jesus? See, that's where we have to do things that go against our instinct. That's where we have to do things that go against. What our reasoning brings, we see this with Peter. Jesus tells Peter, "Peter, go out into the deep water and throw your net." Now, Peter had been fishing for all, for the entire night and had caught nothing. There was no reason for Peter to say, "You know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to throw this net and it's going to catch." You know, I, I, I don't know. Have you, have you ever gone fishing and caught nothing? I mean, I have, and you're just like, "Okay, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready to go." Let's pack up. It's time to go. Especially if the guy next to you or the girl next to you is catching, and you're just like, "What's going on? <laughs> Some something speaking to me here." And I, we need to go home. We'll we'll stop by Fiesta. We'll pick out a fish. We'll call it. We'll call it a day. Um, if you guys shop at Fiesta, you know that a lot of them have a tank where you get to pick your own fish, and, and they'll get it for you. That's that's where that reference comes from. But. So Peter was, I'm sure in that mindset, I'm sure he was frustrated. I'm sure he was upset. It's his livelihood. This is how he, he, he sustains his family. He sustains himself. And yet when Jesus tells him, okay, go against everything that you want to do right now. Go against everything that has happened over the last 12 hours, where you, which means you've caught nothing, right? Go against all of that. Now set out into sea and cast your net. And Peter obeys. Peter simply obeys. And it's really interesting because here Peter is not, he's not the preacher, Peter, that we see in Acts 1 and 2. He's not the leader of the church, Peter. He is not the apostle, Peter. He is, he's not, you know, he's not the theologian, Peter, to put it that way. He's not a mature Christian, Peter. And yet, his obedience showed him something new. His obedience increased his faith. And it was simple obedience. Acts of obedience, brothers and sisters, to Jesus lead us to greater trust. Greater, increased faith. You want to know Jesus into you, in your life. You you want to experience Christ's transforming grace in your life. Add obedience to your following of Him. There's there's no shortcut here. There's no other way around it. You're not gonna think your way to this. You're not gonna learn your way to this. You're not going to. Uh, You're not going to uh, memorize Bible verses to this. No, you have to obey in order to receive this. Obedience is necessary for the journey of the disciple. If you're going to enter into a journey with Jesus Christ, if you are going to truly follow him, if you're going to do as he says, put on your cross, take your cross and go behind him, then obedience is necessary. Obedience increases our commitment to Christ. John 14, 21 says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. That reveal part. I mean, so many of us are trying to navigate this world kind of as as Christians of the the shallow end, you know, because our relationship with Christ is very shallow. It's not based on commitment, on sacrifice or 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 or, or, uh, or or dying to self. It's completely based on what Jesus can do for me and how Jesus can help me. And so that's what I call a shallow end Christian. When you become a deep end Christian is that you throw yourself completely in and submerge yourself into Christ. And that starts with obedience. You can know all the Bible that you want. You can memorize as many scriptures as you can. You can know the story of the church. You can be an eloquent speaker. You you can do a lot of things. But if you're not obeying Christ in your life, you're still on the shallow end of the pool. But when you jump into the deep end, when you submerge yourself into Christ, Christ will reveal Himself in ways that you cannot even imagine into your life, into your experience, and not just to your life, but to your family, to your coworkers, to your to your job, to, to your finance, to uh, everything that, that revolves around you is going to change because there is definitely a before and an after with, when you choose Christ when you choose to follow and obey him, there is, it's not the same thing. Your, your life is not going to walk the same way. You're not going to speak the same way. You're not going to think the same way. The values are going to change. The, there is a difference that happens in you, folks, but it—it it takes it takes much more than just simple belief and lip service. The call of the disciple is a lifelong and eternal one. In this life, when you decide to follow and obey Christ, it it means a commitment to Christ. A commitment to Christ and to live for Christ, to die to self and to be Christ-like. Which means that your commitment to Christ comes before any other commitment that you might have. Any other allegiance takes second place to your allegiance to Christ. Every allegiance, I I will not emphasize enough, every allegiance, Christ comes first to live a life that points to Jesus. That is the life of the disciple, to love others, to seek justice, to serve the least, to take on the great commission and to disciple others, to be a disciple maker. The story that we talked about just now with Simon Peter is, the, is in the synoptics and all of the Gospels have a slightly different call stories. There's, there, there's differences, except for John. John is like very different. And then in John, I love the call stories in John because in John, uh, Jesus calls one or two disciples and they, those disciples go and call all the other disciples. It's kind of like whenever you were uh, little, right? When you were a kid, I, I lived in an apartment complex and I remember that um you know one kid would go and knock on the other kid's door and say hey can caesar come out and play right can 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 he come out and ride his bike with me and so i'd bring out my bike and the both of us would go to the next apartment door knock on the door and say hey can such and such come out and Ride his bike with us. And, and then it'd be like eight of us kids just riding our bikes, playing cops and robbers, doing all kinds of things around the neighborhood. I'm, I'm sorry, around the apartment complex. So much so that the, the, the manager would start getting phone calls because people were upset, right? But that's, that's what disciple making is. is we, we have been called and now we go and call others to join us in this walk. But we cannot be disciple makers until we commit to being disciples. And that, again, is a choice that you make every day. Do you choose the path that Jesus is, is, is tracing for us or for yourself? Will you choose to obey Christ's commands today over the, the commands of your boss, of, your, uh, 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 of whoever else may be asking you to do something contrary? Will you. Will you de- deny your desires for God's desires? Will you sacrifice your dreams so that Christ will use your life for something that may be very different from what you your dreams were? I'm not saying they have to be, but sometimes that happens. I was going to be a millionaire. And now I'm here in front of you. And I love you. But sometimes God has Very different paths for us to take. To wake up every day and decide to be a disciple is not an easy task. It's not something that we take lightly either because it means that we have to go against the current. It means that we have to go against even our own intuition into what would feel normal for us. But it does mean that we commit to Christ and to His kingdom here on earth. To His will, not my will. So, let's commit. Let's commit to follow and obey Christ. Let's commit to jumping on the deep end with Him. And I guarantee you, life will change let us pray heavenly father thank you for just your word thank you for your scripture thank you for all that you are doing father and people's lives and through people lord because your disciples are out because your disciples are in this world lord because you are using them lord to to bring life into places that need life lord to bring hope into places that need hope. Because you are using your disciples to bring about change, Lord. Because you are using your disciples, Lord, to speak truth in a sea of lies. So, Father, we want to be your disciples. Lord, for those of us who need need it, help us obey. Help us to follow you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.